I have to interview someone. About what? Threesomes. Ever done one? Sure. Who hasn't? Really? With who? My ex-wife. Suddenly, my column was the last thing on my mind. You were married? Uh, yeah, I uh, <clears throat> thought I told you. No, no, you didn't. Hey, everybody. <laughs> we are the Mirandas. Hi, Mirandas. I'm Sarah, as you know, hopefully. What did you just say? I said I'm hi Mirandas. Like like our listeners are Mirandas. Oh. It's fine. Th- I tried it. It may work. I think a lot of our listeners are Carries, to be honest. Oh. And I and, and listeners, if you are a Carrie, we're not hating on that. That's okay. Like we all have a little part of them in each of us. Um, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. So hybrids. welcome. Yeah, hybrids definitely. We're all a hybrid. But welcome back to episode eight. Can you believe we're on episode eight? There's only three more episodes in season one. Episode eight. Um, well, actually, what I wanted to just quickly—I don't know—my brain just kind of went there for a second. Is go for it. What um, if we were to put the char- four characters into different Harry Potter houses? <laughs> I love this. (laughs) Obviously, I I mean, Samantha Slytherin. (laughs) But, or is Carrie Slytherin? No, Carrie, oh, this is tough. Because Carrie, like, can't be Gryffindor. I refuse to like Carrie. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Miranda is Ravenclaw. Charlotte is Hufflepuff. (laughs) Samantha is Slytherin. By default, fine. Carrie is like, like, a Dobby or something, some sort of ghoul. I don't even know <laughs> Harry Potter that well. <laughs> fine. She can be Gryffindor because she's the protagonist and Harry yes. Potter was the protagonist. Fine. Um, yeah. well, this is very good information that we need to know. We had to figure this out. <laughs> so, um, guys, we have an email. Yeah. It's um, themirandaspod at gmail.com. Um, feel free to write in, even if it's just one line that says, like, which one you think you are. If you're a Carrie Miranda... Charlotte or Samantha, and if you want to really like double down, you can like throw in which Harry Potter house you're into. I would love that because you don't need to explain yourself. <laughs> well, I was a Slytherin in college, and now I'm a Hufflepuff. <laughs> you're a Hufflepuff now. I am oh, proud, okay. a proud Hufflepuff. <laughs> I know, and it's and these are things you know they're personal and they're intimate, but that's the way it goes. But and also, if I you want like to use to our email. Back. <laughs> But if you want to use our email for hate mail, you know, if you want to like, you know, send us some seething criticism. Yeah. Actually, just don't. Or maybe you can. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Feel free to send whatever. And yeah. Just (laughs) fill fill that inbox up. Um, We also have an Instagram account. Yeah, we do. It's called uh, the Miranda's Pod. That's the handle. Um, <laughs> we are slowly making a presence on on social media, like the Mirandas we are. We're just like moving at a snail's pace. We're building our digital real estate, and um, <laughs> it's we're, we're we're glad that you guys are along for the ride of this podcast. We're, we and... are um, disruptors, as, <laughs> as tech assholes oh, would say. We're we're disrupting the like social oh, media, my God. like. 
I hate all the, the tech lingo. It's so bad. It's so bad. Um, We've disrupted nothing. We have 31 we have hours. Done, we have done nothing. But that's okay. <laughs> that's like, who cares? It's not all about um, a tech word. What do they call that? Scope or something? Or like, uh, oh, I don't you know what? even know. Just whatever. I, I, that's the thing. I'm not in tech. I'm a public school teacher. So what do I know? <laughs> and, and I'm speak. unemployed. So it's <laughs> like. We should not even be, like, using the word disrupt at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this episode, episode eight, three's a crowd. Do you want me to give a summary? Yeah. Okay, so episode eight, three's a crowd. Um, do you want to actually just include where we left off last week? Yeah, sure. So we left off with the monogamous. We left with Carrie and Big standing in the park. Carrie asking, you know, is this something real? Big yeah. interpreting it literally, and they stand still and they kind of look up at the sky, and we're left thinking they're kind of happy in a monogamous relationship. Yeah. And then the other characters' plot lines are not; nothing is really continuous. So right. in this season, their plots are very like episodic, and so there's nothing that's going to continue on other than the skipper plot line, which is, right. doesn't show up here. So the most yeah. important thing to be to be left off is that Carrie and Big have pretty much decided that they're going to be in a monogamous relationship. No, what? Did they? Well, it's kind of implied, and then it's, well, she thinks they are, so maybe that's the point. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like they're standing still. (laughs) Well, based on this episode, it seems as if that they are in a completely monogamous relationship. and It it it, seems that way, doesn't it? (laughs) It it does seem that way, and we shall see if it plays out. Um, So that's where we left off, and... Let's get into a quick summary of episode eight, Three's a Crowd. Take it Um, away. So Carrie Carrie finds out that Big has an ex-wife and they used to have wild sex, including threesomes. Of course, this makes Carrie spiral a little bit and investigate and kind of- A lot of it. A a lot lot, of it. A lot of spiraling and it impacts her relationship with Big and she ends up meeting his ex and having this very weird stalker kind of- ex-stalking that people would normally do just on Facebook, but she did it boldly in person. Um, Charlotte there starts wasn't dating. Facebook. <laughs> there wasn't Facebook. You had to make up an excuse and meet the ex in person for a yeah. big job pitch. I don't think it's an excuse to be an entire creep and stalk someone's <laughs> ex-wife and show up at her workplace. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot to digest. I know I say that all the time, but that was a but lot. But it was pre social media. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Can so you imagine it's so it's disturbing. So then Charlotte starts dating this guy, who um, expresses his want to have a threesome. <laughs> Did you see that? She was flirting with us. <clears throat> I think she was flirting with you. Charlotte, you are such a turn-on, and you have no idea. You're giving off this sexual energy all the time. A vibe like you got a fire inside of you. And Charlotte, throughout the episode, considers this idea, but with hesitation, with very funny results. Um, Samantha finds herself in a less-than-ideal threesome when the married guy she's sleeping with <laughs> leaves his wife, and then the wife wants to get in on the action to save her marriage. And then Miranda finds herself in no threesome at all, which makes her wonder why her friends did not say they'd pick her for a threesome. And she explores this kind of feeling of not being wanted with her therapist. And she eventually um, answers an ad for a threesome to see if a couple would be interested in her with very hilarious results. Yes. Um, 
overall, great episode. Not the best, but I, I think there's a lot to talk about within this episode and the different themes that were brought up. Did you ever learn, like, in, like, history when you were younger about, like, how the Romans or, like, the Greeks, like, like would would write into, like, little wax tablets with a stylus and, like, that was, like, how they, like, wrote, like, information down? No, I didn't. Uh, public school (laughs) yeah so like they would write and that's like where the terms like stylus comes from and tablet and stuff like that really yeah 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 okay well anyway how does does this connect to what we're talking about (laughs) miss temple grandin what is this (laughs) okay what i'm trying to say is like watching samantha and no, sorry. Watching Miranda and Carrie, like, open the village voice and look at, like, classifieds or, like, the personal section just felt like that. <laughs> it felt like, like an ancient scroll. It <laughs> felt like someone writing from right to left an ancient scroll. That's, Wait, that is so true. <laughs> that's how long ago. I mean, this it just feels so, so, so old. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, but think how much, like, just tech has changed from 1998 until now. Yeah. That people used to write into the newspaper that they were looking <laughs> for sexual satisfaction. Like, that idea is just so insane to me. And then now we have, like, apps that are, that's not insane yeah. for us to think about, but... Um, to think that people wow. are writing, you know, <laughs> propositions for sex into wax tablets during the ancient Roman times. <laughs> oh That's so good. Just imagine that you pick up the paper and you're like reading some something about like the Mets or something or like cartoons and you flip to the next page and it's like couple, horny couple seeks, you know, frisky side piece or something i don't know you're like oh, why is this in the same like realm of of um editorial but yeah this i mean again this show really kind of dates itself with that and yeah but i remember in new york city when i first moved here missed connections was kind of a big thing oh, and there, there was still it. a lot of like man for man man seeking woman like there were still those ads on craigslist and i never looked at it because i was interested but from a jane goodall perspective sociologically (laughs) i thought it was fascinating to look at what people were looking for and and that they would just post an ad on craigslist for like intimacy yeah um i I loved reading those those were so i i really love the ones where it was like you were like you had a stroller and you were like clearly nannying and like I don't I don't know but like I caught your eye and I was wearing like LL Bean like rain boots and like, <laughs> like I think we had a moment. <laughs> oh, that's so great! Yeah, I, I like those. loved reading those. those. They know they're great. I know. I think they got rid of it or something like that. Um. Honestly, probably like pedophiles like infiltrated it and then you know it got shut down. Just how it but always goes. Just how it always does. Well, it's funny because so, it's like yeah. I know that like I, among every other person who goes on mixed connections, is like hoping to find themselves as right? that yeah. mysterious girl that <laughs> on the train, beautiful, mysterious, 
model like teacher. (laughs) Miranda Hobbs energy. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. Jane Goodall curiosity. It's me. They're talking about me. It's me. Um, I knew someone noticed me. When I first moved to New York, and I I was so fascinated by the subway. I loved the subway because it was like, everyone's looking at me, right? Like, I was like, I am, I was like, when I would like feel good going out, I was like, I am a model. I am some sort of celebrity. And then I was like, no one gives a fuck. You don't look that good ever. Like, no one gives a shit. But it was like kind of a. um, But like the. The thing is, that's feeling hilarious. like you're the star of your own fucking movie, and sometimes oh, New York can kind of make you feel that way. And then you look around on the train, and you realize that, like, you look around and you see other people's wheels turning into their own like <laughs> protagonists for their own <laughs> films, and we're all just like looking at each other under our beanies, like, mm, like how's your movie oh, going on over there? Oh god, especially in Brooklyn, like you get Brooklyn and people's like sense of fashion and like their entitlement when it comes to their like boot, like how they look, and everyone <laughs> just thinks that they are the shit. Williamsburg um, is a surveillance state. <laughs> <laughs> People just like watching each other. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Yeah. But um. Okay. Should we get into this episode? What do yeah. You let's get into this episode. Let's get into it. Okay. Let's get into this episode. So this episode starts off mm-hmm. with um. This episode has a pretty heavy Charlotte plot line, and Charlotte yeah. is dating this guy Jack, mm-hmm. and he brings up to her that he has this fantasy of having a threesome. And, you know, at first when she thinks of fantasy, she's like, well, I'd like to own my own art gallery, a little cottage in Maine. And he's like, no, silly. <laughs> and, then she, and then she says that she, she has a fantasy of having sex in her parents' bed. Which was like. Which, and I'm not a shamer, but I, even I went, huh? <laughs> you know, like, I don't shame I was people. Like, excuse but that, me, Charlotte? <laughs> Charlotte, that was weird. Yeah, I mean, teeth are funny old, that but... Miranda was in therapy for the rest of the episode. I'm like. Charlotte, we need to like unpack that. Charlotte, there's a lot to unpack there and we don't have enough time. But then so Jack then says this whole, the threesome proposition, how much it would turn him on, how much he would like that. And then Charlotte is kind of like titillated by that. And then throughout the episode, we see Charlotte explore this kind of curiosity, but from a very like never jumps in. Like she kind of dips her toe in a little bit when she like casually winks at a girl at a party and then is so overwhelmed by the winking that she like runs away. Um, what did you think of this plot line with Charlotte? It's very I, interesting well, that yeah. they continue to have her exposed to like interesting <laughs> sexual scenarios. <laughs> I was going to say that like the writers are just torturing this character. <laughs> it's like here, Charlotte really gets the sexual proposition, guys. <laughs> I don't know, laws of attraction. But I don't know what she's putting out into the world. but <laughs> Oh my God, that is so good. The, what are the writers doing to her? They give her up the butt guy. They give her blowjob guy. And now they want threesome guys? Like, can the girl catch a break? And then she gets Trey in the end of all this? Come like, oh, on. <laughs> What? Oh my god. Who who did she who was she rude to in the writer's room that they did this? Oh god, it's so great. I um, love when Charlotte gave her little wink to the other girl at the masquerade. It was so cute. She was just like <laughs> she just First like... off, I'm a fan of the wink. 
I have been trying to master a great wink all of my I can't life. Do it. I I can, and okay. I find them very sexy. They I'm just like <laughs> winks can be can mean so many things. It can mean like a hmm, keep it up, pal, you know, or something yeah. sexual or something. I like a good wink. Her wink was terrible. It was this. <laughs> and of course, we don't have video on this podcast, but if you could imagine a child <laughs> winking, like the first time they learn how to snap their fingers, it was pretty much like that. It was like Mickey Mouse winking. That's what it looked like. It was just like, <laughs> or goofy. One of them. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it, it's basically a, childhood, a child cartoon character winking. Which is, and then she is so like, oh my God, I winked at another woman that she runs away and he follows her. And then he's like, are you okay? You know, and I was like, it was just a wink at a masquerade ball. And um, I know I'm, I'm like I'm jumping around from like the beginning when he propositions her into the end. And then, you know, the girl with the mask comes up and then she says, can I join you guys when they're upstairs at this party? That is so weird. Do I just not go to black tie fundraisers? Like, is this a thing? <laughs> First of all, you don't. Second of all. I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I like, didn't to. realize this was at someone's house, I guess. And so, like, <laughs> can I join you? Can you imagine? I, like, I, I'm not that ballsy. Well, Ever. I mean, I live in a one-bedroom apartment, so if anyone were to come into my like apartment and somehow with threesome in the room, it would be very noticeable that the like one of one of my two rooms was occupied. So, I just the idea of someone a having that much of a space to have a bedroom, which people can do that, and then people not caring. Um, but I thought it was very strange how that played out. That Jack just wanted to hook up with the other woman, and then he kind of pushed Charlotte aside. Yeah. I don't know. It felt like the writing was, was just bad. Yeah, I think it was just supposed to be tongue-in-cheek because it was like, here Charlotte was feeling really empowered by feeling like this kind of sex goddess Mm -hmm. that this guy kind of like put her on the pedestal and she was really like owning it and feeling it and like, again, like dipping her toe in it. But then as soon as she like gets involved, she she becomes the quote-unquote guest star of her own <laughs> so then she kind of like um loses that power i mean i don't know oh my power, god but... i don't know what it was but it was so funny because she was like no she was right out of there yeah but they when charlotte of course you know when charlotte is ever sexually propositioned by a guy she has to bring it to the tribunal her girlfriends yeah. and they talk about it i think they're at maybe a dinner or lunch or brunch or something yeah and they talk great. about it and then we have some great lines and some classic you know back and forth from the girls and it brings us to our um samantha zinger I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. So, do you want to uh, do you want to do the zinger? Uh, you do the zinger. Okay. So, yeah. So we're gonna talk about Samantha Zinger. Miranda has some of her wise isms, just some Miranda isms in this episode. But when Charlotte brings up the threesome to the girls and saying how into Jack, how into this Jack is gonna be, Samantha says, "Of course he does. They're huge right now. They're the blowjob of the '90s." I don't know if this one made me laugh out loud, but it, it was definitely a Samantha Zinger. She always has some sort of comment about a sexual act that Charlotte is propositioned for. Um, and then the girls kind of go back and forth about whether to do it or not. Um, Carrie hasn't had it, ha- hasn't had a threesome. Samantha, of course, has. And this gets the girls talking about 
who they want within the friend group to be in a threesome. And Charlotte says, well, I'd want someone like Carrie. And Carrie's like, no, you should have someone like Sam. And they're all kind of looking at each other. And then Miranda just looks like, well, I guess not. No, no. And then Samantha's like, and then Samantha's like, oh, I'd love a first time. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then Miranda's completely left out. No one mentions poor Miranda. And this we know, we know Miranda, this this is hitting at the core of not feeling wanted, feeling rejected, not feeling like the hot girl. And this brings us to Miranda's like really great plot line. Do you want to speak on that? Yeah, so basically. <laughs> and the thing is like... <laughs> I haven't seen this episode mm-hmm. in a while, and it, it made me laugh when they all just like chills each other on the <laughs> It's So good, like it's so it savage. <laughs> it really is. And um, so basically, Miranda is like, "Oh well, like no one picked me," and they're all like, "Oh, like no, like I totally." I don't would. think they like, say but... that. They're just like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't want to fuck you." <laughs> good friend good girl but no oh lord now would you be like okay let's say you were in that situation would you be so offended yeah knowing me yeah i'd be offended and it's yeah i would too but at the same time i'm just like it's still weird to think it's about, still so you know, weird like... and i think that's kind of and then this gets us into like how when miranda brings this up to her therapist that her, her therapist is like so <laughs> yeah. you want to be you so you're attracted to your friends and Miranda's like no that's not the point but it's it's this just like childlike wanting to be chosen wanting to be included and i think we all can like that feeling can be yeah. can resonate with us it's just funny that 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 like yeah. universal feeling is explored through threesomes yeah, and and that like throughout the episode, Miranda's really obsessing about it, oh. like <laughs> going back to therapy like multiple times. Um, the therapy sessions were my favorite part of this episode. <laughs> and also, um, we have a Miranda sarcasm. Uh, yeah, zinger do you want me to pull do it? out. It feels good to be sarcastic. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? Yeah, yeah, you do it. Okay, so um, Miranda, um, you know, was at her therapist, and she's talking about this this dream that she had, in which she's in a sandbox, and Charlotte and Sam and Carrie, they're not gonna play with her, and she she's like, I know it's obvious, and the therapist is like, so you're so you're saying you're attracted to your girlfriends, and then Miranda says, no, but if your friends won't go down on you, who will? And it was just like great, great that Miranda has uh, is just trying to explain to this therapist like come on like <laughs> i mean what, it makes you know, no sense that? but it also makes sense. it makes zero sense but it makes sense yeah <laughs> and then um you know kind of de- de- going more into the the therapy with miranda i think what was that scene oh, i love this because this is similar to last week when it was like you're inside of me that that one where like you're breaking up with me inside of me this is another classic quote where Miranda then is again spiraling. She's seeing her therapist and then she looks at him and she's like, would you want to have a threesome with me? And she does that look and it's, and it's the therapist's response is like so great. And he's like, I think we need to talk about why you would ask that, that question. Yeah. Wait, what's it called when a, when a patient like falls for their therapist? I don't know. Is there a specific thing, or is there it like is. when prisoners right start liking their? Oh, it's. I think it's called transference or something. Transference. Okay. Or something like um, that. Yeah, it's transference. Um, 
And so, like, obviously, he's, yeah, he's going to get all into that psycho- psychological component. Um, but, but she's, and then she's like, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he's just this, like, old, disgusting, like, man. Just like an old man. Like, not attractive. Like, but she's so desperate for the validation. She just wants to be wanted and have someone tell her that. Yeah, well, why does she need that validation when she has someone like Skipper around who's like... Because... I mean, I guess we're human. Yeah. Because I think it's you want to be wanted by the people who aren't showing overt interest in you. Yeah. I think it's like kind of wanting what you can't have. It's like... um, I think Heather described this once when she was at work and she was in the work elevator and she heard everyone talking about going to after work drinks. And this is at her like old, old job job that she didn't really like. And she's like, well, they didn't invite me. And I was like, but you wouldn't have gone. She's like, yeah, but I wanted to be invited. I was like, but you wouldn't have gone. So I think it's that feeling of like wanting to be included. And I don't know, feeling like it's that middle school feeling of of wanting to be invited to the party. And like, you maybe don't really want to go, but you want people to think of you. Yeah, and you don't care about time. that. And Skip Skipper is like the friend in middle school who you're like, shut, I don't want to be invited by you. Like, I know you can invite <laughs> me anywhere. <laughs> oh, He's like the Anthony Michael Hall of uh, 16 Candles. Well <laughs> said, yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, I. this is just a funny anecdote. I like, this was like last year or like two years ago. Um, it was like around the holidays and at work, um, this coworker of mine was asking everyone for their personal email. And so she was going around the room, like we're all sitting at our desk. She's like, blah, blah, um, what's her email? And the person's like, blah, 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 gmail.com. Okay, thanks. Blah, blah, what's your email? So then it keeps going and I'm like, okay, well, I have to be invited because (laughs) she's going around the whole room. And then it's like you know, the next person should be me. And then it's like, whoop, it skips over and goes to the... <laughs> so, blah, blah, what's your personal email? And then it just goes through every other person. And I literally was like, are you fucking kidding me? So why, why, didn't, why didn't you get an ask? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's the same thing where I, like, wouldn't yeah. want to go anyway. But, like, yeah, at the same time... Invited? Like, it's a common courtesy. Write it's me a to common your courtesy to get party. my email. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this, so this then leads us to Miranda, you know, clearly not getting anything out of her therapist. She takes action into her, you know, own hand and she answers one of these scribes, these yeah. ancient ads where people are at a couple asking and she meets this couple at the bar. She sews <laughs> up and she looks hot. She has put in effort. She I has loved the top. her necklace. Oh my God. That's my I fashion know. call out I... of the episode, actually. Oh my God, she's fashion roadkill. Oh, I have two and that is one of them because she looked great. The necklace was fantastic. That is timeless in, in its funkiness. And this low cut top with her boobs she has smaller boobs but she like lifted lifted them up looks great clearly tried very hard to look hot fuckable yeah and she meets this couple they're so nervous they're like oh thank god you're hot and she's kind of like her eyes are perking up her ears are perking up like so and then so she's like so just checking you guys want to have a threesome with me they're like oh 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 yeah they're like (laughs) that's so desperate for it and then she's like okay i'm just gonna go to the bathroom and then she sneaks out like she doesn't want to have a threesome with them i know but it made me feel 
It made me feel bad for the other people because she essentially like did the exact same thing to them, which is like she rejected them. She rejected them, and now they're like more sad and need validation. I know. Well, there's a couple of things within this scene that are small details that don't have to do with the overall theme. Yeah. She said, "I offered to do it for his thirtieth birthday." I don't know if as a third, they look like they're like in their forties. Do people just look look older in the nineties? I I don't know. I think they did, but they looked, like, middle-aged. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's not what I want. Yeah. It was a very weird portrayal of a, of a 30-year-old couple. For he like had, like, a, salt whatever. and pepper hair. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, and, and people have early graying, but it was more the vibe. It was more just, <laughs> more, in, like, her pearls more the and vibe. stuff. Vibe. Yeah. But, um, you know, I did think it was kind of fucked up, but I support Miranda getting that because I think she needed it. Yeah. It was fucked up, but I think she needed it. She needed it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think we need to talk about Samantha. Big and Carrie. Oh, Big and Carrie, okay. Yeah, Big and Carrie. Do you want to do okay. the Samantha let's, plot no, line let's first? No, let's do Big and Carrie. I think that's what people are here for. I think that's what the, the, the They're listeners They're not are here, here for the Mirandas. <laughs> They're here for Big and Carrie. We all know it. Okay. We all know it. Well, you know what, aren't we too? Because I like their plot lines. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a yeah, Carrie oh, yeah. big fan. I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, <laughs> So as we said at the beginning of the episode, we left off with Carrie and Big. They're in this allegedly monogamous relationship. Carrie even says, you know, we don't even have wild sex anymore. We have sweet sex. And it doesn't seem like they've been going out for that long. But yeah. Sex the City time jumps a little bit. They skip forward to yeah. the future very quickly. But she's also like overanalyzing. I think that's really it. I don't even think mm-hmm. it matters how long they've been dating as much as it's just Carrie just needing to prescribe every step with Big at all times, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think um, she's constantly analyzing the relationship, and anytime something happens in her friends' lives, she then, like, immediately projects it onto her own, and she, yeah. like, you know, obviously takes the theme and fucking runs away with it, the threesome theme, and then this leads us to her... telling big about the column for the week which is about threesomes and she's at home with him she's quote-unquote domesticated they have sleepovers and she plays Mm -hmm. with his fixes his tie and she kind of playfully asks like have you had a threesome he's like yeah and she's kind of taken aback and then she's i think it was like well who my ex-wife so there's a double whammy he's had threesomes and not only has he had threesomes he's had them with his ex-wife he has been married yeah, we learn a lot about Mr. Big in this one scene, and it, it's a it's hard to like regain your cool if you're Carrie after hearing like a double whammy like that. But also, like my note is that like that I wrote down is that it's really Carrie for as a for someone who's a sex columnist, she is just like so like prude and insecure. Maybe prude's not the right word, but she like. If you're going to be talking about this or writing about this, like, and you're going to ask the guy that you're dating, don't be surprised. I don't know. It's like, it just seems like almost weird that she's a a sex columnist and she seems so like, I don't know, worried by like any kinkiness that Big may display. Yeah, it is true. Like, I feel like she can... What's it? What's the thing like? Talk the talk, walk the walk, or something like she can yeah. or dish it can't take. I don't know what the fuck yeah. that metaphor is, but she has a very difficult time accepting. I think she, it's easy for her to like 
tell other people advice or tell other people yeah. to be open, but she's really not able to do that herself. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think yeah. her, what, what I think, what, what did, what, what was she looking for with Big's answer? Because she asked him, was she, was he look, was she looking for, no, but maybe you and I, like, what was she, what did she want to get? He's just being right. honest. That's actually good. We should think of other potential answers that would have, um, appeased. I think Carrie. any answer would have fucked with her head. Well, I that's think that's a thing. He, I think any answer. He could have said, he could have said, no, but I would love to have one. She would have spiraled and been like, he doesn't love me enough. Why am I not enough? Right. What if he was like. No, I think that they are absolutely inappropriate and that, uh, you know, sex should only be between two people. Like, how do you think Carrie would react to that? Okay, like... my gut reaction is that <laughs> she would have liked that. And I think, because I think she's secretly, <laughs> she's secretly a prudish monogamous yes. monog- person. And I think there's a part of her that would have really enjoyed hearing that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure. Different world. Different different timeline. Um, yeah. But so again, we have another instance where Big says something. It makes Carrie spiral. And this yeah. leads into kind of insane behavior. Yeah. And she now thinks the natural extension of hearing his next wife is to then make an appointment and find out where she works and set up a fake business meeting to pitch a book. How did she Crazy. get his, uh, her name? I don't know I what level of stalking. Yeah. 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 This is pre-social media. So. This is pre, this is pre-Google. Yeah. Well, this is I, like right around Google. I mean, if, well, maybe not. Actually, you're right. She wasn't using Google. Come on. Yeah, she wasn't. Using- <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this. We've, We've talked, talked about, about this. this. <laughs> well, it's just it. like so insane to me that one, I mean, I know that she's the Carrie Bradshaw. But, like, <laughs> I love how she was able to get an appointment with this publisher, which is Big's ex-wife, like, right away. Carrie Bradshaw, I am so excited. Oh. Sit down. I'm a huge fan of your work. Good taste and beautiful. Could it get worse? Oh. Why is Carrie so beloved? Why is she considered <laughs> the most, like, beloved writer in New York City? Like, they're acting as if she's, like, the David Brooks of the New York Times. I was going like, to say she's David like some... Foster Wallace or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, she's some amazing, like, Times op-ed writer. Like, I, maybe there's a, maybe, uh, whatever. It's a book. It's, I mean, it's, it's a TV show. Who cares? But so she gets this appointment with the ex-wife. And I think instead of just go, going into that scene, I think this brings up a great, very timely top topic of stalking people on social media and exes and comparing yourself to exes. Yeah. Um, I used to be very guilty of it. And when I had social media, there's a reason why I don't have it now because I probably abuse my privileges of like having <laughs> access to that much information. And it's just not good to like do that. <laughs> Um, I really believe that comparison is the thief of joy. And when you look at other people's exes, it just robs you of the relationship you have. So I don't do that at all. And, but I used to, and it used to really fuck with my head quite a bit. It just froze on me, Sarah. So I don't know what you just said. You said, when I look at other people's exes. It it fucks with my head. It really does. It really, um, I don't do it anymore. Um, especially like when I first started dating Dakota, I was tempted to, but I wasn't active on social media then. And so I just didn't, but with the, with the invention of social media came this like just too much information that you should not have. Oh my God. Totally. But also it's like, 
I don't know. I think it's important. I mean, okay, this isn't making an excuse to go stalk someone's ex, but I think it's like, why don't you just ask the person directly is kind of how I see it, which is like, it's mm -hmm. important to know how people have, you know, like their past relationships have impacted them because it will inform like the current one. And it's also like, I don't know, it's important to communicate and, you know, everyone goes through like pain and suffering and uh, through relationships. And it's like, what are you going to do? Just not talk about it. Like, I mean, I'm sure Carrie would yeah. love to not talk about Big's ex-wife. And that's where I think she's just so immature. I don't know. Mm -hmm. She took it like, you have an ex-wife? That must mean you don't love me enough and I'm not going to. Basically, she took an experience that could have been a moment to bond and connect and turned it to her own right. insecurities and then yes, projected exactly. that onto the relationship. Exactly. And I think that's where ex-stalking or ex-kind of like almost fantasizing, because that's what she does in this, can be yeah. really detrimental and whereas you can use it as an opportunity to connect, to figure yeah. out, well, what, what, what happened to that relationship and how did it have an impact on you? Because that's absolutely right. People leave relationships good and bad impacted. Yeah. And yeah. that impact yeah. has a, you know, an effect on a current relationship. But it's crazy how it just shows how selfish she is. But also, right. I mean, we've all been there, I think. But more in younger, like my early 20s, not now. Right. Right, so I actually have, on this note, my carry tracker um, come in to play, so. Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. So it's actually like a, a two-part one. So, okay, so they have this initial thing, and she makes up this, like, ridiculous kids-slash-adult story. It's not even worth talking about. And um, the woman is, what, what's her name, Nancy or something? Barbara. Barbara, his ex-wife, um, she mm -hmm. seems really interested. So they have a follow-up luncheon. And when, I don't know if you notice this, and tell me if I'm reading into this, but when Carrie shows up, her hair is blown out straight. Yeah, I wrote this down. She's she's mimicking the ex-wife. She has the power yes. blazer and the blown out, the blowout. Yeah, yeah. Because um, basically, uh, Barbara is like, oh, wow, you changed your hair. It's nice. And I was like, oh, boy, Carrie, like, this is kind of a lot. Like, Showing um, her cards. <laughs> showing her cards. So that's my part one of the Carrie tracker. And then part two is, um, so she then goes on a date with Big, and it's kind of, the, the date kind of ends awkwardly, and, and Big's kind of calling it out and saying, like, kind of like, what happened tonight, and yada, yada, yada. And... Um, do you want to explain briefly, like, what happens between them? Basically, so Carrie and Big, very typical for the last couple episodes that we've seen with them and their relationship, they, they're kind of left off on this, like, cliffhanger. Like, clearly nothing ever, like, goes that well with them with communication. <laughs> and so, you know, Carrie's kind of upset. They haven't seen each other in eight days. And Big explains to her, you know, well, Carrie finds out, like, wait, you talked to your ex-wife? Because... Carrie finds out from the ex-wife that Big cheated on the ex-wife with the wife's right. best friend, which is kind yeah. of a shocker, right? Like, he's a cheater. This is really a lot of foreshadowing. So, never been married? Mm, once. Long time ago. Really? What happened? He had a wandering eye. <laughs> Wandered right over to my best friend. Um, and Carrie's like, He had well, a wandering eye. 
a wandering eye. And Carrie's like, well, she told me. And Big's like, I know she told you. And then she's like, you know. And so I guess Big and Barbara still keep in touch, which is something Carrie didn't know. That's so Um, embarrassing. That is embarrassing. First off, it's embarrassing that she got caught with that weird, crazy behavior. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that... I mean, it's embarrassing that Big is still... Yeah. Red flag that Big is considering... Like, yeah, isn't you're appalled. Yeah, what's fucked up with Big that he thinks, oh, my little crazy girl, crazy Carrie. <laughs> um, but so, so my gun's my crazy girl again, doing crazy shit. But so Big ends up saying to Carrie, the reason we had a threesome is because we were looking for something or someone else. And he kind of turns to Carrie and he's like, well, do you know someone who's right for me? Playfully looking at her, like, you know, rhetorical <laughs> question. And they have another gazing up at each other kissing with some slow jazz playing and it leads us to the credits and so right well I just wanted to say just to finish off my part two of Carrie Tracker is that when Carrie's like you know confronting big in her mind about how like she met with his ex-wife and it I just find it funny that she's almost I find it really selfish of her and just like it just shows her self-absorption of like she's almost she's blaming big for her own insecurities like there's nothing to be mad about mad at him about and but but yet she's 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 the one prying into his life and how is she not even asked about his marriage and and tried to emphasize or empathize sorry like, how is she, like... I completely agree. It yeah. just was so crazy to me that she's angry at him because why? He's an ex-wife and they had a threesome, like... You drop this big bomb and you don't even give me any details. You don't even tell me why you broke up. I cheated on her. Yeah, I know. She told me at lunch. I know you know. She told me she told you. She told you? She told me. See, that's another thing. You didn't tell me that you're still talking to her. Okay. It's just jealousy is what it is and insecurity. Gilly, just imagine this. Mm-hmm. Gilly, imagine that I'm <laughs> dating a guy for a yeah. little bit and I find out that the guy I'm dating meets up with an ex, pretends to pitch him a business deal, and then meets with him without telling me to gain information. That is legitimately... Run is what I would say. That is insane and that's like a huge breach of trust and... I know it's a TV show, but I think a lot, there, there's a lot of her behavior that goes unchecked and yeah. is kind of glamorized yeah. and seen as like neurotic behavior can almost seen as yeah. like, well, I'm just being romantic. I'm so into him. And I was like, actually, it's just kind of like fucking weird and abusive. And it I is abusive. It. It's like, it is. it's like almost like, you know, gateway to domestic violence level. Yeah, like, like, just like weird. showing up to someone. It's like, what? And it's I really think weird. like. You know, yeah. But I want to, one more thing about this, because this season one is opening my eyes to Carrie's and Big's relationship. Carrie wasn't that great to Big yes, either. Yes, me too. She victimized herself yeah, quite no. a bit in that relationship. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, um, and also, like, what does she expect? He's like, he's old. 45. What, yeah. are you going to be single and never had done? Like, what? No. We're going to be Carrie mad at him is. for having an ex-wife. And <laughs> Jesus. So, um, 
we need to uh, probably wrap up soon, but we need to talk about Samantha. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do a quick, this is just a really silly Samantha plot line. Um, you know, with the, we, we're going to take this theme of threesomes and Samantha's on the other side of it in which she's having a threesome, but not really because she's just sleeping with a married man and he is attached to his wife, Ruth. And she, she ends up running into the guy. Both of them. The, both of them. And the, Ruth clearly knows what's up. He's clearly slept with Samantha. The guy ends up calling Samantha and is like, I've left her finally. And Samantha's like, no, no, no. And then Ruth ends up calling her on the same line. So Samantha's having a three-way phone call. The guy <laughs> she's sleeping with on one line, right? And then Ruth on the other. Three-way. <laughs> three-way. And then Ruth is like, well, if it if this sexual exploration, you know, takes to like improve this marriage. And then Samantha's like, no, no, no. So this is like how, where a threesome could go wrong for, yeah. for Miss, for Miss Sammy Jones, that this yeah. is not the right threesome that she's looking for. Hello. Samantha, this is Ruth Shear. Ken's wife. Yeah, I found your number in his sock drawer. Hang on. Listen to me. You love your wife. No, I'm in love with you. No, 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 no. Sam's no muss, no fuss affair was starting to feel very mussy. I'm back. Yeah, they didn't have Google Hangouts then. <laughs> they did not have Google Hangouts. Um, and it's just kind of a silly little plot line with Samantha. Samantha, as a character, doesn't get taken that seriously until the last two episodes of this season. Oh, interesting. Cause with I, I, the I, yeah. James plot line with the... Uh. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, we'll get into um, that one. Well, do we have any other uh, things Quotes. that we want to mark for the episode? Uh, any more fashion? Cause... Um, okay, I do have... So you loved Miranda's fashion. Yeah. My other fashion call-out is both a good and a bad... And it's for Charlotte. Charlotte I knew was, you were going to say it. And her style of her hair was reminiscent of Bianca Stratford from 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh my God, you know, totally. Yeah. Like, where it's like smooth, flipped out ends. Like as a yeah. kid, I loved that style of yeah. hair. I had yeah. my mom use that brush yeah. and blow it out so I looked like a Who figure. You know, in Whoville yeah. with that just right there. Yeah. And, then, and then at the scene at the bar when Charlotte has the crazy twists and She's braids, like cornrows. It, it's weird. I mean, as a it's kid, weird. I remember liking that, but... Um, they're like little she, tiny buns on her. Yeah, so Bianca Stratford. She had Bianca Stratford hair from 10 Things I Hate About You. Very like 90s teen hair. Um, but I liked I liked some of Charlotte's little looks because she had a lot of like black tie events and I thought it was very very pretty. Yeah. But Miranda's is the fashion star for me this episode when she Vava yep. moves it up with that necklace. Yeah. Any mm-hmm. any carry notable carry outfits? No, kind of bland. Think. A lot of blue. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I liked her. I liked her. I liked her outfit when she met with Barbara at the place. She yes. A nude top with a skirt and pumps, and it was very like yeah. J. Crew something kind of like classic. I don't know, whatever. Well, any final thoughts, Sarah? Final thoughts. I liked this episode, and I was left wanting more. I think they could have done yeah. more with this, so I'm not gonna rate it super highly. Um, but I'm gonna rate it. It was a very average episode to me. Not yeah. bad, not great. You know, I liked the Miranda plotline a lot. I thought that was really yeah. Fun. Yeah, but it's definitely one of those episodes that, like, when I think of Sex in the City, it's one of like one of those episodes I immediately think of because oh, yeah. 
because of the context of Big's Mm ex-wife and um, that character who's also like a really beautiful actress and oh yeah she was um, really lovely that would be it'd be interesting if your ex your current partner's ex looked and had a job like that and then Carrie's like oh special olympics award and she's like oh sorry didn't hang it up yet i'm like oh (laughs) god it was like the last episode when miranda gets compared to like skipper's current girlfriend you know who just (laughs) like oh all of these different things um but yeah so what are you gonna rate this episode how many manila blonics I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Right, the Manolo rating. I'm going to have to give it like, I'm going to give it a three. That even seems generous, but three, I'll give it a three. I was leaning towards 3.5, but anytime I hear yours, I tend to rate (laughs) a little higher. I'm going to go with a three. I'll go with a three. Okay, three pairs of Manolos. I think that's fair. Um, next week we have a great episode, episode nine. There's about three, I think, episodes left in season one. Mm -hmm. And episode nine next week is the turtle and the hare. We have a great Samantha plot line. And, um, yeah, so I can't wait to talk about it next week. All right. We'll see you next week, turtles. Bye, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.